We live in the era of the fan. Now more than ever, our voices are heard, and we have a lot to say. With decades of continuity across all of our favorite fictional universes, this podcast is here to take you through what is, what isn't, what could have been, and what is simply canon fodder. Welcome back to Cannon Fodder. I'm Ed. And I'm Matt. And I'm Anthony. And this is our 2021 year in review special. Just like we did last year, we are going to return to all of the fictional universes we've discussed on this podcast, talk about any new entrance into the canon, or any new announcements that have happened in this uh, universes that we have talked about. And there has been a lot of news this year. So there's going to be spoilers for everything we've talked about. And this is kind of a wrap-up and a look forward to where these universes go next. Where's the document? You never read the document. You never read the document. This is the year in review. We don't need a document for this one. I, he's got a document right I there. It's ten pages. Right I see it. If, you, if, <laughs> if you're following along, we have our, of course, our video up. We have uh, several pages of the, of the, on the document. You here, know, there was a time when you used to print the documents for me. <laughs> you, right. You still wouldn't read. But them. then you would throw it away. So it would and be a waste of just, paper. Yeah, yeah that's just killing the environment. Dramatic effect. I read most of it. <laughs> so even though you're not into the document you are most definitely into our drink of the podcast yes so the drink of the podcast today is why not pale ale from our friends at alternate ending brewing company in aberdeen new jersey yeah the not sponsors of the the sponsor not sponsor of the podcast they are our most frequent (laughs) non-sponsor uh so cheers gentlemen Cheers. cheers here's to a great year of podcasting in 2021 there you go 2022 mm both. Well, we're well, talking. We're talking about, we're talking about yeah. 2021. Here's to a great year that we already had, and a great year that we're gonna have. Yeah, there something to that effect. <laughs> so this is a, that's how that works. This uh-huh. is a pale L, and of course, why not is such a great title for uh, a beer that we're having for this because it seems like a lot of these universes are just kind of continuing, and they and the, the pitch is why not this happens, and of course, as we drink, we are drinking. Using our Cannon Fodder podcast, uh, we're gonna. <laughs> therefore, our friend James Scott, who just has started a, a company called Law Pre- uh, Printing L U D H, uh, Cannon Fodder podcast coasters. Cannon Fodder yes. podcast coasters. You so, forgot the. So he's started a three D <laughs> printing business. So we have Cannon Fodder podcast coasters uh, that he's made for us that uh, we'll we'll show you on Instagram. They're very cool. They're our logo. They're three D. They're a little bit hard, I will say, to keep the beer stable on because of the yeah. But yeah. I guess that's they're what more a coaster for, cocktail is for right? Yes, they're 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 good for tumblers. But just, as I'm sitting here pointing the cannon fodder, I feel like I'm a, <laughs> like a Power Ranger. I'm like it's morphin' time right now. Go go cannon fodder! <laughs> oh, new theme song. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually going to sing it myself. You enjoyed that, and I enjoyed that just a little too much. <laughs> <laughs> so let's get right into it, guys. Uh, we're going to go throughout this episode. We're going to go from like universe to universe kind of like like uh, capping off every episode we won't touch on chucky at all because we did a whole special coda episode for chucky which is available now right. uh, on all your podcast feeds let's get right into it to our very first episode way back in 2020 we talked about 
Alien versus Blade Runner mm. versus Predator. And, That's right. And what and that episode was very expansive. And now this year, it has the most updates. So first yeah, off, there's a lot happening. Yeah, there's a lot there happening is, in this world. So now it's been um, it's been announced, and some of the artwork has been released that Dan Trachtenberg who directed 10 Coverfield Lane, which was definitely one of the better, if not best, movie in that series. Easily. Yeah, easily. That one was, was really cool. I didn't like the the third one. But no, nobody did. No, yeah. the, the one in space. Yeah, the one in paradox? space. Yeah, yeah. Paradox. Any yeah, relation to Michelle Trachtenberg? No, actually. Just, I'm, just, I'm sure it's a common name, I just yeah. thought. But he is... Um, so he is directing a Predator prequel called Prey. It will star a female Native American... Um, who fights off against the Predator. And this happens pre-contact. So this is pre-1492. Mm-hmm. And, it, and, I, and so it's going to be very much like the original in the sense that, you know, just like Arnold in the Jungle right, using right. non-technology right. wits. I think this is going to be great. I think this is the type of, of you know, like direction for the, for the franchise. Because what's great is it's a prequel so far in advance, and there's so many different Predators, you don't really have to worry about continuity. Right, like totally. the predator yeah. has to be kind of the same with his skill set and technology. Right, but you can just have a lot of fun with, you know, like just how they fight. I think it's going to be great. And yeah, this, it can be this, completely standalone. Yeah. And this photo of like her with a bow and arrow, with a predator behind her in the shadows and the mist that did, uh, we'll put on our Instagram pages. Who, who do they cast for that part? Um, it's a woman I was not aware of. Yeah, I think I don't. I don't want to say unknown, but uh, yeah. I'm pulling up the thing right here. But it's it's not somebody I had uh, I had seen before. I'm excited yeah. for this movie. Am- this is gonna be great. Amber Mid Thunder? Yeah. Is that is that her real name? Mid Thunder? Yeah. Well, it's, she's, she's Native American. Native American. They, yeah. So, so they hired somebody legitimate. Like, oh, she she seems to have a bunch of uh, credits here, but but yeah, yeah, I mean nothing that I've that I've seen her in. There, oh, Hell there, or High Water. There is, oh, she was yeah. in Hell or High Water. That's yeah. a great movie. Yeah. There is wow, no more okay. perfect person that you can cast than somebody with the last name. Thunder, yeah, mid mid thunder, fucking awesome. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's I mean, a great name. If that wasn't her name, that could have been the name of the character. Seriously, yeah. like that's of course that's Anglicanized, but still, I, yeah. I, I love that. That's great. Yeah, so I'm very excited very about cool. that. So here's the question, though. So do they? So since they don't need to really stick to any sort of continuity, really, like we said, aside from just you know making the predator familiar to what we know. Yeah. Do they throw? anything in there i mean obviously they can't throw anything you know from like a wayland yutani perspective or anything modern but like do they add anything from a predator you know continuity but like i don't really think, like is there anything to add i don't even think they can right like could they add maybe something from prometheus like yeah well you have, <laughs> please don't you could have an alien obviously alien skull <laughs> you right? sounded you so insulted by yeah. that idea <laughs> you were just so hurt i apologize for hurting your feelings with that comment it's such a bad movie it's such that movie and alien covenant suck they are yeah. so disappointing they're well-made movies objectively yes. speaking they are well-made or the subject of whichever the one you know what i'm talking about yeah um Objectively but, speaking, yes. well made. Your subjective opinion is that they're shit. Yes, correct. and it's and it's a, and it's <laughs> a, it's a, cor- it's a correct. correct opinion. It's not an opinion. It's a fact that they fucking suck. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I I think this is the way to go. It's not going to get tied too much in continuity. I mean, the the suit or at least the silhouette of the predator that we've seen because there hasn't been a lot released looks great. Right. So I think I think I think it's going to be very good. Although the next part of this episode that I do want to talk about is. Blade Runner Black Lotus. 
Yeah, I no. like this. Show. This so you, you I haven't yeah. seen it yet. Is it is it good? I'm I'm on, I'm uh, I haven't watched the whole season yet. Uh, I think I'm eight episodes in maybe oh wow about that. Yeah, yeah i think okay. only nine or ten uh, so as of there are 13 episodes yeah. as of as of yesterday when i looked right. and i watched gotcha. it. And i'm not sure if that's the entire yeah. season um but uh, they're, they're only half hour episodes i'm like eight or nine and yeah. i forget exactly where i am i i really enjoy it mm-hmm. yeah it's great so it's it's a crunchy roll and adult swim computer animated anime so right. it has like the, so it's definitely computer animated it's not it's two it's 3d not 2d animation right but it has like the animation character design of like anime with yeah. like the eyes it reminds me of that of remember that movie final fantasy yeah yeah of course um, which was called yeah, final Spirit, fantasy spirits but had, within yeah but it had absolutely zero relation to the video games yeah sure um it's that style of animation yeah, yeah. it is but it, yeah, yeah. just a little bit less lifelike which i think works yes I because agree. you don't absolutely. have that uncanny valley like and it takes place in between the two blade runner movies right correct, correct. so between it's set 20 1949 and replicants destroyed all of the of the the servers and everything that kept information on who was replicants and where the replicants came from and how you could track them mm-hmm. it was destroyed in a terrorist attack in an attempt to keep the replicants free that also uh, the part of the terrorist attack involved like detonating a nuclear weapon over yep. LA not to destroy it but to wipe out technology it was a terrible event and the um, that leads to that, and of course the Tyrell dying in the original Blade Runner. That leads to that Tyrell Corporation going under. So then this new entity, the Wallace Corporation, which is what Jared Leto runs yep. in 2049, that takes over for all of its patents and all that. It takes over the Tyrell Corporation. But by 2032, they're legally not allowed to make replicants. So they have all the technology, right? They can make. Um, they can make replicants, but they're not allowed to. And what this is all about, it's a it's like a film noir, of course, you know. Yeah. And like that's what looks it looks great. It has, you know, the same character design and car design and like, you know, you have the umbrellas with the lights on them and like you walk in the street. Lots streets. of neon lights. Yeah. 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 yeah, I mean it's it's very, very three D anime. Right. It's yeah. really yeah. It I'm looks kinda really surprised cool. Adult Swim went with this. This is so out of the box for their usual style that yeah. I'm Yeah, like, I would agree. Yeah, I agree like with this, that as well. This feels like this feels like a like a Netflix or like yeah. uh, that's giving it a compliment we, in yeah. a weird way. You know but what like, also reminds me of? It reminds me of like classic Adult Swim because like when yes. Adult Swim yeah. first came out, yeah. it was yeah. real heavy on the anime, like because it was more like very tsunami yeah. heavy, you know. Like yeah. and they had a lot of these. None of them were originals. They were all you know stuff that they were just airing or whatever. Right. Um, but it was very heavy on this style. And like in the last like you know ten years, it's much more leaning towards like the Rick and Morty and like you know weird twisted comedy show, yeah. which I absolutely right. love. But yeah, yeah, this is this kind of like reminds me of classic. Adult Swim, and it's really deep into the mythos of Blade Runner twenty forty nine, which is interesting considering the movie was well received, but didn't do well financially. 
Right. It so, was. So it's, it's, it's a little it wasn't bit that of a, great of a movie. Well, yeah. it's a little dry and it's very right. long. Like yeah. I, I think I've tried to watch it like seven or eight times, <laughs> and I think I've only finished it once. Yeah. Like yeah. I, I have fallen oh, asleep. See, I've loved. I loved it, but it is long. But I, I saw I, it in theaters. Don't get me wrong. I enjoy it, but I've definitely fallen asleep. Multiple times while trying to watch it, <laughs> but, but this, I keep trying to watch yeah. it because I like it. Like I'm like, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make it through it this time. But this is deep into that storyline, though. Like you need to have watched Blade Runner 2049 to really understand this, which is yeah. an interesting choice to make for like a cartoon, you know, because you really have to watch it. But the storyline involves, you know, brief spoilers here involves a woman who wakes up. Um, in the middle of the desert, and realizes that she's a replicant over time, and she's trying to, and she doesn't really remember much of her backstory, and she learns that she's actually been caught up in this plan by Jared Leto's character Neander Wallace to restart replicant production. So he is a scientist himself, and now he has access to all of the Tyrell technology as well as all of his parents' wealth because he runs a big corporation, and he mm-hmm. wants to restart replicant production. And so in doing so, there's like there's like some political bribes. He needs to like get people out of his way using replicants that he shouldn't have made as like killing objects and all these things. So it's a very elaborate yeah. plan that um, even though by the time – so I've watched the first 10 of the 13 episodes. By that point, you still don't definitively know how his plan is working out. Yeah. But by episode 10, you know that this is what he's doing. That, oh, like, yeah. th- that he is using this woman as well as, you know – all of his wealth and his knowledge to to restart Replicant production, which we obviously know is successful, because by Blade Runner twenty forty nine, Replicant production is back up and running. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's 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 really interesting because you're seeing it very much from the point of view of the replicant as opposed to the Blade Runner, because you know of course the Blade Runner is the special type of law enforcement officer that goes after the replicants. So it's interesting to see that, and one of the characters is a person who couldn't become a Blade Runner, like a regular LAPD cop. Who just gets caught up in you know solving a murder, and the next thing you know, she thinks that there well, there's replicants running around. Everybody's telling her no, but obviously she's right. Yeah, yeah and it's a really good story too because I like how the main character, like the Black Lotus character, she's also sort of on this whole track about you know those, they, they very much play into the whole you know humanity aspect of the replicants. Because one of the big plot points too is that the uh, they start to like the Wallace Corporation starts to realize that these new new let's call them new model replicants right that they've been creating right. were meant to be just like the perfect sort of mindless you know free labor basically right, right. and then of course just like all, a lot of these stories are you know not they have their they start to have their own memories free will kind of thing and a lot of those classic blade runner themes start to come back into play here but they're just done in a totally different way than we've seen them in either of the movies to be honest um and it's a lot more stylized and a lot more sleek i think part of that is because of the animation but i overall th- this with the, I mean, this I, I might be my. I haven't finished it yet, obviously, but this might be my favorite like installment in this series. Like, I think I like it better than both of the movies. Really, yeah. really, yeah. it's that good, huh? Yeah, I mean, it's certainly better than Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Well, that's unquestionably. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and and um, they use. Did the you see the show. animated uh, movie that they did? It's so it's like an animated short that is. It takes place in like I think twenty thirty six or something like that. Um, in between the two movies, it was yeah. it was almost like an animatrix style. Well, there's thing. two animated shorts because yeah. Blackout 2022, but that that was the event oh, right. that Ed yeah. was just talking about. That's one animated right. short, and then the other one is uh, yeah, 2048, Nowhere to Run. Well, and there's actually right three. Before. So there's there's, there's okay. three shorts that came out. Oh, what's the third one? The, the well, so one of them is live action. Two of them are animated. So the idea is that in the run up oh, to yeah, Blade Runner 2049. 
they made three shorts, each set in a different year leading up to the yeah. events of 2049. Right. One in 2022 telling you how the replicants kind of came down and everything fell apart. Right, the okay. next one is 36 telling you it deals with, has, you know, like Jared Leto building up his corporation. And then the last one has um, a character from the movie. It's so, Dave Batista's character, yeah, right? Dave yeah, Dave Batista. It shows, so you know how, like, the movie, towards the beginning of the movie, he's tracked down. Right. By the Blade Runner, right. and taken out, right. This shows him on the run and how he got there, and him hiding, so right. Kind of does it show like the woman as well, the yeah. woman who's yeah. like pregnant, exactly. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So, okay. So it that's ties cool. into all that, but yeah. yeah. So so that's a great. So so the, what they did is they took the same producers and animation style from 2022 and brought it in. Okay. Yep. Yeah. So cool. that's so 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 that was kind of like the. The pilot, or you know, the the jumping off point for this new show, and it's fantastic. There's a lot of lore for a franchise not many people truly give a shit about. I'm yeah, sorry. There's, no, there's there really a, is. So when we did this episode earlier uh, last year, I mean that that was one of the things that we were kind of blown away by is just yeah. how much not only like is directly connected to the Blade Runner universe, but as I can see there, Soldier. Yeah. Right. We talked about that, the Kurt Russell movie, um, which is like. It, it also connects, and then how it connects to the overarching alien universe as well, which is yeah. just—I mean, it's absolutely f- like just wild. And I think that this, if this um, show continues to be successful, Black Lotus, I think Blade Runner is going to rise to start to rise to the level in terms of volume of continuity content to like Highlander. See, like, they're going to make another oh, yeah. series. It's going to oh, go yeah. wild. Yeah, but here's the thing, though. I feel like even though I'm glad it's on a place where people can see it, which is Adult Swim, I don't think it's getting the audience that you guys think it'll need for it to get to that point. No, I don't think right. it will, but it could be successful enough to get another season. Yeah. But you're right, but to be, have like a cultural cachet and, or to have a real yeah. impact like, probably I, not. It now. should it should be on streaming. Yeah. Like it's it's well, like yeah. Crunchyroll. Well, I think it's on Crunchy Hulu. Roll you can watch is, it on Hulu, yeah. yeah. Crunchyroll oh, is yeah. streaming. Yeah. Yes, because that's what you know, because Crunchyroll is an anime um streaming service. Right. Oh wait, I thought it was T V only. It's no no, no, it's, no, no, it's, no. It's, so it's oh. so it's a co production yeah. of Crunchyroll and Adult Swim. Yeah. All the episodes are on Hulu. Yeah. Gotcha. That's why I've been watching it. Yeah, because I, yeah, I don't have. Crunchy yeah, Roll. most most everything that is on Crunchyroll is on Hulu, yeah. which is weird because I thought it was HBO that bought Crunchyroll. Like, no, it was Sony. It was. Okay. Yeah. There you go. And speaking of TV shows, this world is about to expand even more because we've had more information all, all along the development of the new FX Alien TV show which, of course, mm-hmm. we'll be playing on Hulu as well. Noah Hawley, and we talked about this briefly at the end of our episode about Alien, played Blade Runner, and Predator. This show... Is well into um, pre-production on his new show. Yeah, this show needs to fucking happen. Yes. Like, I am so tired of good Alien projects getting, like, hype and then getting scrapped. Well, it seems like Ridley Scott Aren't they is behind already? a lot of these machinations. Uh, I haven't read that they're filming yet. But they're well into pre-production. They they know where their story is going to be going. Um, the idea, and uh, I'm going to quote uh, Noah Hawley on this, is he did an interview recently, and he talked about how it's set on Earth of the future. So right off the bat, it's very different. We've never actually seen Earth. We've seen yeah. space stations. We've yep. seen all types of things. We've never seen Earth. Um, and then uh, he describes it as Edison versus, versus Westinghouse versus Tesla. You know, like So the idea what? is in the movies... Uh, we have this Wayland Yutani Corporation, which right. is clearly also developing artificial intelligence. But he, but he asked, but what are the other companies trying to um, 
look at immortality in different ways, maybe cybernetic enhancements or transhuman downloads. So we're going to see other companies, and we're going to see other ways to, you know, like further or enhance humanity. So, so it that's going to be interesting. So it sounds to me like they're focusing on the most, the best part of the universe, which is not the aliens. Right now, obviously, you'll need to have an alien, but if they can do, if they can continue having, you know, like this, be all about like the human interactions and where and what the technology is yeah. like. That's what that would be great. Because well, we always yeah, said that. Yeah, I agree. We always said that the corporations were the villains in those yes. movies. You know, like oh yeah, absolutely. And I mean, the, the first Alien movie, like there was only one alien. Right. Yes. Like, so it would be awesome if they were going to do a TV show that they kept it that same way. It wasn't until Aliens and then Alien 3 and then all of the subsequent Alien movies that they had like a, a mass. Yeah. of yeah. amount of 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 aliens. Right. Or of xenomorphs, if you will. Yeah. Right. So if they keep it as like one single xenomorph and really just make it around like the corporations itself. That would be so cool. And, of course, there's no question that the Xenomorph could be part of the corporation's, you know, like, competition. Because, mm-hmm. obviously, Weyland yutani can have access to the alien Xenomorph, either DNA or maybe some of the eggs themselves. And that can be, like, a closely guarded secret. Maybe there's some espionage. You know, like... What always happens is that, like, we think we have control of the alien, and then something happens, you know, like, right. on the colony and right. alien t- aliens, the second movie, you know, they were doing experiments on the aliens, and, and, you know, they thought they had everything under control. It got out, and it destroyed the colony. I can easily see some sort of corporate sabotage, a la Jurassic Park. Maybe one of these competitors tries to get their hand on an alien. Next thing you know, it's out, and it's a whole deal. And if Noah Hawley were to... Uh, look to another piece of the alien lore for some inspiration, I would recommend that he goes to Alien 3, the unproduced screenplay, which is a, a book that I have here in the podcast, just held it up for our viewers watching so on now our YouTube page. So this is different from the movie. This is... God, I hope different. so. so yeah. is, I was going to say, so is it still it here, on the guys, prison for planet? You to watch like, what, are we, what are we doing here? God, so, I hope it's not on the prison planet. Alien 3... <laughs> People knock Alien 3, but yeah. I really didn't hate it as much as everyone else. Alien 3 sucks balls. It was much better than, like, Resurrection. And I would I would watch Resurrection ten times out of ten before I watch Alien what? 3. What? Alien 3 insane. is such hot garbage. It can't, uh-huh. Wait a minute. It's David Fincher. It can't be that bad. No, it's... Oh. No. Have you... So you have not seen it, then? Oh, I've only oh, yeah. seen the first Alien. No. Yeah. It's... Uh, Alien 3 is... Alien 1 and 2. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, Alien 3 yeah. is terrible. On in every sense of the word it's terrible. I don't I don't agree with that. Well, but I, I, I think it's mostly of, terrible. I don't think every aspect is Regardless of what you think, this book is so much better. So it's yeah. it was written by Pat Cadigan uh, in novelization form. So it's a full-on novel. But it's based off of the unproduced first draft of the Alien 3 screenplay by William Gibson. So this screenplay bears no relation to the movie that was released. Okay. Early in pre-production of Alien 3, Sigourney Weaver uh, was not coming back. So they needed to make a sequel without her. So one of them... Which would have been fine. Like, yes, but they still Considering have her, the way that Aliens ended, right. like, it would have been fine. But they still have her in the book. So what's interesting is, right off the top, she is in um, those tubes, you know, the cryogenic tubes. Sure. And she's injured, and she stays in it the whole time. At some point, Hicks gets her off this space station that they end up in so she can survive. But you can see how she would have been played in the movie by, like, some sort of photo double. Yeah. Like, some Mm -hmm. woman who looks like her. She has, like, tubes on her face. You never see her. She doesn't die, but she lives. 
Um, so this entire um, movie play, um, screenplay takes place on a space station, and it's kind of and they really lean into a little known subset of the alien world, which is that there's since it was created in the seventies and eighties they projected there would still be some sort of socialist um, Eastern Bloc existing in the future. Ha. And that Eastern Bloc would be uh, also in space. So you have Weyland-Yutani right. kind of taking the lead when it comes to the now, you know, like the entire Americas, right? It's UPP. You know, like the, the, the United States is now taking over all the Western Hemisphere, it seems like. So, like, those aren't – the colonial Marines aren't American troops. They right. are North American troops. Right. You know, like, and they have, like, American flags. So the Eastern Bloc has taken over a large part of space themselves. And so the action goes between, um, you know, like a Whaling yutani American space station and a UPP uh, space station, which is a communist um, space-based polity. It's like a, it's like a country yep. in space. Sure. And they, they cut in between these to kind of show the differences between, you know, capitalism and communism. And one of the things is that, like, the, the mall – aspect of the space station the american space station is basically a mall tons of shops (laughs) uh you know like of course it is yeah yeah it's amazing i mean that makes sense yeah yeah 16 food courts and uh (laughs) the the arcade areas yeah yeah the roller coaster (laughs) and what happens is that you know the ship do they have a mrs fields though Several. I mean, they have <laughs> there's 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 the there's the one in the food court, and then there's the satellite one. Right, the satellite. For mid mall snacking. Yeah, that's right. Ah, oh, damn! <laughs> Y'all stole the freaking Mallrats <laughs> reference. I'm so proud of you. Uh, an independent location for mid mall snacking. <laughs> so you know, Hicks, Bishop, Newt, Ripley, they all end aliens on a sh- on a ship in cryogenic uh, sleep. What happens is that their ship drifts into communist space. Uh, they're boarded by the communists who steal Bishop and then uh, return him later. And But eventually the Americans get the ship back. But So right off the bat we're saying there's no plot line where an alien egg somehow hatches on the outside of a ship in space and makes its way inside the ship? So w- what actually ended up happening is that Bishop... Yes, that happened in the movie. Yes, that was totally so fucking right. stupid. The I egg, seen that movie the egg, so yeah, the whole yeah, thing is the right, queen lays right. an egg on yeah, the, the outside, outside of the, the hull, that's right. and somehow it hatches right. in space, right, and, and makes its way into the yeah. ship, right, and it kills Newt. It kills the kid, well, right? Yeah, well, right. It, it goes to Newt's face, right, yeah, and, and, they, then, and they die in the and, crash, and, yeah, yeah. And, then, and then it, yeah, it sabotages everything. But so instead, you know, they're no Ripley's face. That's why she's the fucking baby, right, inside of her, right. But Newt, Newt dies. They both die in the crash. Yeah, which is so stupid. Yeah. Whereas in this yeah, one, she's like the most important character in the second movie, and then yeah. they just like kill her off screen and don't bring her back in the third. And Hicks, unceremoniously. And, but yeah, this is all. Hicks. This movie's all That's about right. Hicks. So, Good as it should be. So what happens is that you know Hicks awakens on the space station. He sends Newt back to her grandparents on Earth, and uh, he protects Ripley by getting her off the space station when shit starts to go down in like a escape pod. Meanwhile, he leads um, a team of Marines who try to like save the survivors and get off the ship, or space station rather. And the reason things go down poorly is because of human experimentation. So, right. like, 100%, the villains are the humans. Because what happens is that the the communists steal uh, Bishop for a little while. They start doing experiments on this weird type of um, DNA they find in him. Because what happened is that the alien tried to infect Bishop. Yeah, the couldn't, milk. Couldn't. But, like, in the replicant uh, mil- uh, milky blood, 
it starts to it takes a long time, but it starts to create a new form of alien um, infestation. Yeah. So instead of so they make eggs and there's eggs throughout the space station, stuff starts to really go down, but it's more like an airborne. Right. Right. Off, so like that station gets destroyed, and and then the Americans start also in, experimenting on the same blood from Bishop, and then it it starts making a new type of alien. And it, things go sour quickly. Obviously, they can't contain the experimentation. So you finish. Everybody you finish reading that, yes, right? I, I finished reading it. It's great. Yoink! It's great. So I highly recommend it. Uh, you know, it's available everywhere, Amazon and all that. I recommend you go to a local bookstore. You know, like the Asbury Park Book Collective is a good place. Doesn't this you know, bother you? Your, uh, How do you read a local book with, this, with these things on them? So as, me as you can see, you can take it off. No, but I'm saying, how do you keep it? I, I, yeah, when I no, when I when I get a hardcover book, because oh. I only buy hardcover books if right. I can, I throw these out immediately. I hate them. I can't read a book with them on there. He does not like the dust jacket. Yeah, which, as people know from Back to the Future, at this point, we shouldn't have dust jackets anymore because they invented dust-resistant paper. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> yes, it's one of my favorite stupid lines. Oh, that's great. <laughs> but yeah, I can't so you just said that. Alien Three, the unproduced screenplay. I highly recommend. Um, it's definitely written to both uh, the 1980s and, and, and 90s in the sense where like they, they thought that communism would exist, and so it's playing up those like Cold War era stuff. But also has some well. <laughs> I mean, oh no! I'm just simply pointing out the fact that communism still does exist. Yeah. Yes. No. No. But like, but it's not. But it's no, not. I get what you're saying. But I'm it's just not kidding. the communism of today, where like this is not political partying. No, but it's not. The, it's you know, like Russian communism and Chinese communism are completely different. Obviously, like they're, they're like they're like Chinese communism is much more capitalized in a sense. You know, like sure. Whereas you know, Russian cap, cap, uh, communism, which you see in Alien Three. Is not, and then not. they also speak to modern times. There's a couple of um, interesting lines from the book I wanted to to quote here. One is uh, Hicks is talking about how the only thing he's more afraid of than war uh, than war was war against machines indistinguishable from humans. Oh, and so plays up the Blade Runner connection dun, 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 or, or Terminator. Terminator, right? Or Terminator connection. Although, y- yes, and then. Um, which is also interesting given who that actor is. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Aren't, yeah, yeah. Ripley. Aren't all these movies, they're not all under the same like major company, are they? So, no, so. Fox and Blade Runner. So, Blade Runner was made by a different company than Alien and Predator. Right. Warner Brothers, Al- right? Yeah, it was Alien, 20th yeah. Century Fox. Yeah. Alien and Predator are now owned by... Um, Disney are owned by Disney, and that's why there's a resurgence in, in, in some of their properties. Yep. But, so they are... They are officially canon uh, because they, of course, cross, cross over in Alien versus Predator, and like later movies have had, yeah. had more definitive contact. So they're all one corporate thing, much like Marvel. And if you listen to the first episode of Cannon Fodder, Christian, you will see you would have known this. where all yeah. of the <laughs> yeah, where all of the, the strings hey, of continuity, a lot of ins, a lot of outs. <laughs> but then Blade Runner was more in the filmmaker's mind because. Uh, Ridley Scott directed Alien and Blade Runner, and he used some of the same uh, special effects for the screens, so that like the technology seems the same. Um, the design of the replicants seen in Blade Runner and um, the synthetics, as they're called in Alien, are the same with the white blood. And then later on, when he made Prometheus and um, Covenant and all that, he snuck in special features and like little clips 
that like mentioned uh, that mentioned the two the, the two Tyrell Waylon Utani. Well, I was so only it's all asking, kind of unofficial official. Yeah, I was only asking because this is like it's funny. It's one of the few franchises that have kind of overlooked in like growing yeah. up. I never I only saw the first two Aliens. Never saw any Predators. Yeah, and then somehow saw that Shane Black movie because I'm a fan of his fil- his filmmaking. Yeah. but then was kind of disappointed in that movie because I didn't like it. Yeah, so I just kind of. Well, that not one, wrote him off, but just kind of like, eh, do I need to? Well, you give saw him my so time? that one, yeah. yeah, that one was it wasn't as bad right. as a lot of people say it is because it had a it had a lot of really we're talking about predators, right? The, yeah, the, the, the most the recent one, right? Yeah, one right, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah which yeah. I think was called Predators. I don't remember. Yeah, anyway, I, I'm yeah. pretty sure yeah. that's exactly what it was. Called. That one, you know, that was one of those movies where if you if you literally take away just like one element of the movie it becomes a much better movie and, it, and it's and it's the the stupid shit with his kid if you, yeah. if you just like remove oh, yeah. that element from the movie it becomes a much better movie and yeah. the the ending i'm sorry the ending is unforgivable <laughs> like the ending is unforgivably bad not, not 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 the not like the ending of the the story that sort of like it's almost like an after credit scene but it's not an after credit scene it's the last scene of the movie yeah that where like where the the whole the pod comes out yeah and it's like yeah and you you know you think it's going to be a person or another alien or another predator no, and it's, it's like fucking iron man armor yeah, like, yeah. Oh. and it's like the the nano armor it's yeah like, it's so it's and, like and, and nanotechnology and it does like, and it doesn't on. even like attach itself to a main character it's just like john q employee that's standing right there <laughs> yeah. like, seemingly killing him like right it's, it's, yeah, yeah. Very strange. Oh. yeah and originally if you would have listened to the episode christian you would have known this uh originally shit, Ed. <laughs> <laughs> originally the pod that um that we're talking about was meant to have ripley in it as though like she had yes. traveled back in time, which yeah. we talked about in the episode. That would have been yeah. so yeah, much been better, way better, and like yeah. so that would have more definitively tied in the universe yeah. than done because because that because th- that, that would have been such an easy plot point because we already know about these cryo sleep chambers, right? We've mm-hmm. already seen them in continuity, and they perfectly preserve people, you know, yeah. for hundreds of years. So, so it's not that far of a stretch to just be like. Yeah, time travel. Like, yeah. like, like they could yeah. have easily like when you say it, it's like yeah. eh, weird. But they could have easily just explained that away. Oh, this was a special fucking pod, and you got stuck, stuck up in a black hole, you know, because you were drifting through space for thirty five years, and you got or it could have been up, intentional. You know, like, it could have yeah. been right. intentional, exactly. like a Terminator thing. Also, you know, as you say, this is not the most ridiculous piece of technology that would be in this series. Yeah. Like, time travel would be one of the more mundane technologies. Yeah. And more believable. Yeah, and, and, you know, the whole going through space-time and wormholes, and you could very easily say, like, oh, like, went back to Earth, and it just... Well, well, well back the, in also, time. the pod's intentional, yeah. though, so somebody would have had to send her back, you know, like, yeah. to be a weapon. Yeah. Bishop. <laughs> and speaking of time travel, the next universe we can talk to, or talk about, now that we've moved on from some great developments in Alien and, and Blade Runner and Predator, I feel like, you know, I, Predator has the movie, Alien has the TV show, Blade Runner has the anime. I think we have a lot, lot to build on there. We can talk about how Terminator has been announced to have its own anime in the works for Netflix. Really? Yes. Really? That would be yeah. awesome. Yeah, so that like, would definitely you know, be cool. Something Christian was mentioning earlier. So not a lot is known about it yet, but um, it has been announced. If so. it doesn't continue the story from Terminator uh, Dark Fate, Dark Fate. I would be very upset. Yeah, Dark Fate is the only, like, like is Terminator 1, Terminator 2, Terminator Dark Fate, that's yeah. the trilogy you watch. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's the canon trilogy. Dark, it, it wasn't well received, though. Like, it, it, they basically 
canceled any future movie plans because it was a bit of a disaster. Yeah, well, because it, the 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 issue the the issue is, I mean, it's unfortunate, is that it, it just came too late because we already had exactly. to, we already had to deal with Terminator Genesis and Terminator. Mm -hmm. uh, what was the one with Christian Bale? Um, Salvation. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Which were which were both garbage. And we had to movies. deal with Terminator Three. We had audience fatigue. Well, but so, yeah, Terminator but, Three was not well, good. But but uh, yeah, but by the time Terminator like Terminator Three came out, there was like a solid seven years between that and Salvation. Yeah. And like everybody was like excited for Salvation, and it sucked. And then Genesis didn't come out too far after that, and it also sucked. Yeah. So like that was like the nail in the coffin. By the time Dark Fate came out, like people like us, we were like, "Fuck yeah, let's give it a chance," and it was great. It was totally paid off. But most people had already jumped ship by that point yeah like, i mean uh, it didn't help that christian bale was trying to just belligerently kill set crew <laughs> like no. on, the, on on the set but it speaks that john connor was the villain of that movie too which what in genesis in, in salvation salvation, salvation. Yes. in genesis he was in salvation yeah. he was kind of dark he was in genesis, darker yeah in genesis he was the villain also each but, like one he of was these... also a terminator that like it was weird it yeah, yeah. And, they, and they and again they gave it away like the same thing that the problem with salvation is that they gave away the fact that um, right there was no plot twist of him it wasn't a surprise yeah, it wasn't a surprise was a they gave it away yeah. in the in the trailer and the same thing yeah. in genesis they gave away the fact that john connor was going to be a terminator right in... there was no surprise yeah, there was no surprise so it made it dumb so hopefully this is better than those movies i I hope that it is clever with its use of continuity because there's so many canons now that it can build off of. Yes. I wonder where it will go, but we'll, we'll follow up uh, probably in a future year in review episode. Absolutely. Um, yep. So we'll let you know, but we're looking forward to that. Our next universe that we can return to is from Tarantino to Rodriguez. Yes. Lots of um, information and uh, and some new projects have been brewing in this world. But the first one that I want to talk to you about is another book. And this one is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. It's the first novel written by Quentin Tarantino. And uh, here on the video portion of this podcast, I have the book available, the, ha the hardcover oh, uh, special I'm... edition, That's which actually easily just a came Tarantino out. That's Tarantino book. I'm, right. like, I'm already the feet. Yeah. The, uh, there are feet on the cover. Could also be Joss Whedon. Yes. Yeah, I'm, I'm already, I'm already predicting what Parker is going to say about this episode. He's going to make a slack bot. It's going to say, Cannon Fodder, the only movie podcast about books. About books, <laughs> yeah. yeah. 100%. Well, there are, so it's a novelization of, the, um, of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And the deluxe edition uh, also includes a complete script from Bounty Law. Which is so, just that's so cool. So Tarantino, yeah, it's just Tarantino so cool. wrote um, an episode of Bounty Law. Awesome. The, now, yeah. it, it, the deluxe edition also includes. Christian just got hard over yeah. there. He's like, yo, give me that book. <laughs> also includes um, movie posters and magazines and all this artwork that was made for the movie but didn't really make it. So, like, That's all these so fictional cool. movies that, like, Jake Cahill would have been in, some ads he would have been in, like, all this. It's just really so great. great. And then the last uh, bit of the deluxe edition is a full Mad Magazine article, just like you would have lambasting. Uh, oh, man. Bounty Law, just like in his uh, uh, house, you saw the Mad Magazine cover that he was right. proud of. You know, it's a yeah. cultural touchstone. Right. But then it has more than just the cover that you saw in the set uh, dressing. You have a full, like, like the full Mad Magazine, full Mad Magazine, yeah. making fun of that. That's awesome. So, so, so for That's any really cool. for any fan of Tarantino or Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, I recommend you pick up the deluxe edition because the first release was just a paperback that just had the novelization 
whereas the deluxe edition has all the photos, the script, and the Mad Magazine. But getting back to the novel itself, I do want to talk about how this is unique in canon world. Because we can talk about this, how this is written by the screenwriter, by Tarantino. Right. And I would say about 80% of the book is the same as the movie. But some of the scenes in this book take place in different locations. So for okay. instance, What do you mean? So, for instance... Uh, one of the opening scenes of the book and the movie involves Al Pacino's character, right. Schwarz, Schwarz yeah. meeting uh, at Musso and Frank's right. with uh, Jake Cahill about Italian movies. Right, about the spaghetti westerns that he wants him to The scene is virtually the same in the novel, okay. right down to the dialogue, their interactions, uh, kind of the flashbacks to uh, Schwarz watching the movie with his wife the night before. Yeah. The but 14 all, Fists of uh, McCluskey. McCluskey. But yeah. it takes place in his office. Oh, it takes place in, in his yeah. office instead so of in a so restaurant. So it's virtually the same scene. Okay. But then another aspect of this that is different is that the order of the scenes change. Okay. It jumps around. Okay. And right off the bat in the book, they mention killing all of the um, Manson kids. They, ah, they, like- they, they mention that right off the bat. Interesting. Yes. So what happens so is that... Like, is it like the rest of the book is a flashback? No, it's just like it's being told kind of from the future. Like, 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 like it's narrated almost like it's a little bit in the future and like explaining what had happened. Okay. And like the narrator mentions, oh, you know how like Jake Cahill had a little bit, how his career kind of had a bit of a resurgence as kind of like a right-wing hero after the events of, of Manson. It's actually very interesting, interesting how they change it. Yeah. It confirms that Cliff killed his wife. <laughs> whereas, in, whereas, right, the, it's whereas just the implied. Movie is implied. heavily it's implied. implied. <laughs> the book has a whole scene with him. You don't feel like fighting? Well, <laughs> I feel like fucking fighting. <laughs> the the book continues that scene all through him killing her, kind of regretting it as soon as he, as soon as the spear goes into her, and they kind of have a tender moment as she dies in his arms. It's a whole different thing. Wow. Uh, but, yeah. nice. but it's really written for somebody who's seen the movie. And wants like a different backstory. There's yeah. there's a whole sequence, a much larger role for the Gwen Stacy. Oh, not the Gwen Stacy. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> there's a whole different role for the Jim Stacy character. You know right. the guy who's a Lancer pilot star. Right. Sure. He goes out drinking with Cliff and 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 uh, and with um, Jake. And there's a whole more more of that. Um, so they also talk um, about um, Tarantino in it. So what happens is that. Um, like not just in the abstract, like. right? <laughs> so Tarantino writes about himself. So since uh, the Shocking. narration is from the future, <laughs> the actress who plays Trudy ends up growing up to star in a Tarantino film called *The Lady in Red*, which was written by John Sales. This is a fictional movie, but John Sales is a real person. *The Lady in Red* was a script and it was a movie, but this, but in this world, it's written by Quentin Tarantino. And he hired her to star in it in 1999 because he was a fan of her work. So what we're saying on Lancer. So what we're saying wow. is the tenth film by Quentin Tarantino is going to be called Lady in Red. That would be cool. That's in in but but in this in the world. So in the movie movie universe of Tarantino. See this one would of be- his movies. Is the in like his fifth movie is the Lady in Red. See, this would def- this this feels to me like a like a Tarantino setup where he's going to make a movie called Lady in Red, be just like the one from the book, 
call it his he but he won't call it his tenth film because it takes place in he'll make up this bullshit yeah, about the movie movie oh, universe, universe right? right? That shit he was trying to pull with Star Trek. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, so he goes yeah. on to make his own actual exactly. tenth film. Yeah. You no, know, I'm still <laughs> mad at Tarantino over that. I lost a good bet because I really thought he was gonna make that shit. The Star Trek? Yeah, I really was Yeah, that's what yeah. we Yeah. I was really? gonna you get took, to you took I was that gonna bet? get to that too. I did because I was confident. I was like he, listen, nah, dude, the, yeah, dude, this no. was post hateful eight. I was like, I don't know what the hell you're gonna do, and <laughs> I would. Hateful eight just... wasn't even that right. That's what he means. Yeah. Like, yeah. He, like this. Like, obviously, the... now with one upon a time in Hollywood, he can do whatever he wants. Yeah, because his original ideas were starting to, you know, yeah. But no, mm. uh, yeah, no, I, I, I would have never taken that bet. But yeah. I thought he was really gonna make it because as soon as he started like, like trying to be coy and being like, well. It wouldn't really count as my tenth film, you know, because like obviously he's not going to make Star Trek as his tenth film. That's not right. how you finish that type of breath of no work. Right. But if you make it, I can totally see him having the time of his life. Yeah. Doing oh yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Dark cursing Star Trek with gangsters. I, well, so we have now seen Robert Rodriguez direct a Star Wars show. Yes. Wouldn't it be fun to see Tarantino do one? Oh yeah. I, so rather than Star Trek, I would love to see Tarantino do Star Wars. See, something that could be grittier, darker, right? right? Yeah. Maybe something about the Sith. Like, and you make it all about the Sith, and you do a Tarantino-style movie about, like, even, and you could even do it, like, either in the past, or you could even do it as, like, the rise of Kylo Ren, right? And, like, what I happens? I think you should stick to gangsters. I feel like, because now... Yeah, he with, can make a whole with, movie with, about with just the, Tatooine. The, we're yeah. we're all Tatooine. We love Tatooine. Make a fucking movie about Tatooine. Yeah, and we're like, deep. And Book of Boba Fett. Um, when we're recording this episode, episode six has aired, but Christian and Matt haven't seen it, so I won't mention any specifics from it. But just from Book of Boba Fett, you know that we're deep into the underworld now. So Robert Rodriguez is already making yep um, a Star Wars TV show in the underworld. Right. Yeah, but Tarantino's notably not really that much of a fan of Star Wars. Right, but he, I think he'd do it. Maybe he would do a good job. Yes, but, you're right. but he is a fan of samurai films, and right. you could do a great story right. of Star Wars because essentially that's what the Jedi are. Oh, are I, samurai. I agree with you. I think it'd be a really bold thing to do to have yeah, basically a filmmaker really cool. who doesn't like Star Wars make a Star Wars and film. Just, just really <laughs> anything. Like, Quentin Tarantino doing a sci-fi film. Yeah. Like, he has done, like, you could arguably call um, uh, Kill Bill sort of like a, a fantasy film. Yeah. Right? And, and he's done, you know, a lot of different period pieces and those kind of reality pieces. Yeah. I would love to see Quentin Tarantino do... A sci-fi film. And it's interesting in the sense that J.J. Abrams famously both did Star Trek and Star Wars. Mm -hmm. But he grew up a Star Wars fan. And he only did one of them well. Right. And he didn't like Star Trek. Bullshit. Objectively speaking, his two Star Trek movies are way better than his two Star Wars movies. A hundred. Oh, not, not, not only are they just better movies, they're better within... Like the continuity of the regular series. J.J. Like, like, Abrams like, is yeah. a Trekkie plant. And it was you, you his, think, but he grew it, up. This is the conspiracy. No, he I've grew seen, up. He grew up in reality. That's 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 oh, all. You, it's, you it's, think this was the long lie. lie? It's all a lie. It's all a cover up. <laughs> he's a he's a Trekkie plant who tried to destroy Star Wars for his love of the Trek. 
Well, I, I mean, to a certain extent, you're right. You guys, that's you guys what he ended up doing. DMT? Uh, that's what he ended up doing because because he he destroyed the Star Wars movie series. Yeah, and he revitalized Star Trek. Star Trek went from a completely dead property when he took over. Completely. Yeah. And now there yeah. is a new episode of Star Trek every week. Yeah, yeah. Every week, <laughs> like yeah. you you couldn't have you couldn't you, you couldn't have more of a turnaround yeah. for the yeah. well because he because he took he he took the one thing that he he kept Star Trek. Um, he kept enough of the spirit of yes. the original Star Trek and added the one thing that every Star Trek up until that point was missing, at least in my opinion, because I've never liked Star Trek. And that's just like a healthy dose of like good action. Yeah. Yes. Like, because it's but so, not in it's a always, way that's stupid. But right, too exactly. Much, but yeah. too much lens flare. Yeah, it's very thoughtfully yeah. done. Yeah. It fits within the, the, yeah. the realm of the continuity. There's an adventure element to Star Trek. You should right. lean into it. Like, yeah. they're, like, they're boldly going. What else does yeah. that mean other than, like, yeah. leap before looking? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, it's one of the reasons why I never really got into Star Trek, like, you know, which I guess it makes me, you know, sound like kind of a dunce, but, like, yeah. it's just, like, it, it, it's just, it was always too heady for me, like, you know. Without, too philosophical. Yeah, yeah. Like, but, like, without all of the fun, weird shit that I like and stuff that's really heady and philosophical like yeah. that. It, it was just, like, pure... Like I feel like I was, like, learning, like, and not being also <laughs> being entertained. If I'm going to be learning, I also at least need to be entertained. Because, right. like, you know I me, mean? like, I love when shit gets weird. Sure. But if you're just going to sit there and, like, hey, here's, you know, here's, like, sitting in a science class, I'm like, yeah. okay, well, I'm, I'm not really that fucking interested anymore. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. want to you wanna go to sleep? Just... Put on Star Trek the motion picture. Serious. Yeah, well, that is like, that yeah. is among. I, I think that's the single worst piece of Star Trek canon. Also, it's that's, prob- de- that's debatable. Oh no, that's <laughs> how bad it is. Like there are cartoons that are better. What, then, what was the one with the whales? Like, uh, like Search for uh, Spock? No. Yeah, Search for yeah, Spock was bad search, too. Search for Spock is but the whales. No, no, oh no, it's right whales. after that. Oh no, no, the, the yeah, voyage home. The voyage home. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. No. Yeah. Um. No, but but those two movies God. where they those, go back to Earth and they end up on Earth in like the nineteen seventies. Also, what's like, interesting about what's so also interesting bad. about Star Trek the Motion Picture is one of the reasons why it doesn't land today. Like it, it wasn't even good at the time, but it's gotten even worse. Yeah. Is that there's this like ten minute sequence showing off the ship yeah. in the movie. Which you watch it now. Ten minutes. No, there's like they're you know like they're flying up to the ship. And yeah. It's the first time you're seeing a movie level ship because like before on the TV yeah. show, right? It was like a little bottle. Yeah, it's a model. Yeah, yeah. So mm-hmm. they went all out with ILM, and like it looks incredible. And it does like back in you know 1979, it blew your mind yeah. the level yeah. of detail on the ship. Yeah. And so like back then, it was like really like I can see it being better. But now you watch it now after all the effects scenes you've ever seen, I've skipped over it before. Like it's just <laughs> it's just this beauty shot for like ten minutes of the show, and like all these angles and like and like it was one of those They're like weird, look what we did weird things yeah. that only happens in like in like a movie where you know. Instead of going the shuttle going from point A to point B, the shuttle circles around the ship for five times. Like like they're in a rush to get somewhere because there's something coming to threaten the hurt. And they like take their time circling around the ship five times. That's awesome. Two That's things awesome. for you about that movie. One, I didn't know it was done by Robert Weiss, who did West Side Story. Yes. Yeah. That's funny. And two, did you know that Star Trek and the Marvel Universe are in the same universe? Oh, Go ahead. What? Wait, okay. Okay. Wait, which Marvel so here, universe? Yeah, which Marvel now, universe? MCU. MCU. This is just beyond, of course, there was a there was a crossover comic once. No, you're no. talking different. Okay, We're, go. It is connected. Oh, Here's my shit. canon proposal. All right, okay, here we go. Here we go. So, Star Trek, which which is the one with the whales? Uh, Star Trek uh, 4, A Voyage Home. Yeah, Voyage so Home. So, Star Trek 4 
has this scene on the bus where Spock interacts with this punk. Right. And he gives him the Vulcan nerve pinch. Yes. And he is credited as punk on bus with boombox. This, <laughs> this man is a guy by the name of Kirk Thatcher. He is a active... So he was named Kirk, so he had to be on a Star Trek. Yes. So he his name is actually Kirk Thatcher. And he is now currently, funny enough, the Muppets go-to director. But that is beside the point. <laughs> so, meanwhile, after this happens, years later, in Spider-Man Homecoming, Kirk Thatcher plays the same character next to the guy who was like, Spider-Man, do a flip! It's the same character, same credit. No way. No. 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 Wow. That's no, I, awesome. Mm. So he's a so he's a watcher then, basically. He's a watcher. He's or no, he's grown up. Cause see, because no, because that's a he's so much, what happens in Voyage Home, they go okay. back in time to the eighties. He's much oh. older. So they're in the eighties of the Marvel universe. Oh, so it is the same. Oh. And then now this is, you know, a couple years later. Well, this is the two thousand. Yeah. Obviously. I'm trying to see if there's a closer shot, but it's him. Oh. Him? It's literally the same dude. That same is... punk on. The so he's moved from San Francisco to Queens. Yep. Amazing. So it's the same actor playing the same role. Yep. My mind is blown. I mean, that's that's pretty much what our rule was. If it's the same actor playing the same role in a different movie, that. that's incredible. Wow. So did guys, you guys not know this? No. No. How the fuck oh, did I we love know this? this? I love blowing minds. So, <laughs> there you go. So lots of people think that <laughs> Shit. that the Sam Raimi Spider-Man was the first MCU movie. Oh my gosh. But in so reality, technically, Star Trek Voyage Home. Is the first <laughs> MCU. Technically, Star so wait, Trek the Motion Picture. Yeah. Wait, then technically, Star Trek the TV series yeah. is the yeah, start. Is the, of the, the start oh of the wow. MCU. So next time, next time we do a Star Trek episode, we we have to talk yeah. about. So the how, MCU has been around for. Yeah. 60 years. <laughs> <laughs> How cool would I it be, that. though, if you got a chance to see something from Star Trek in Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness that or, or in oh, uh, Thor Love and Thunder? I am so over the Doctor Strange and Multiverse of Madness. No theory. way, They're man. Me come insane. on. I can't wait. None of them are going to come true. Well, people have We're been talking like, about Chris Pine being in the Marvel Universe. But nobody thought it would be as Kirk. Yeah. <laughs> wow, dude, how sick would that be? I, how great would it be if it was like the DC animated universe? Remember how like John Stewart was replaced well, by Hal Jordan real quick, and then it yeah. went back to being. Yeah, and then it went well, back. No, to you know, what if no, like, what they all need... of a sudden, that, um, like Kirk was helping? <laughs> I can't believe I'm saying this. Yeah. Kirk was helping Doctor Strange for thirty seconds, and he disappeared. No, it, it's not even. It shouldn't even be Kirk. It, it should, should be, be Chris Hemsworth playing Kirk's father from the first Ooh. from the first JJ Abrams Star Trek. That's movie. what they were trying to do. Right. With that's that's awesome, guys. That's what they were trying to do with the next one. But then the <laughs> yeah, fucking that would have been really good. That would have been <laughs> also, guys. Doctor <laughs> Strange. Is played by Benedict Cumberbatch, who also played Khan, right? Khan, in, right? Yeah, exactly. Star Trek, Star Trek. Into the Darkness. Is Doctor Strange just a uh, what do you call one of the the? He's just a, a like a, a replicant. No, what's the what do they call them in Loki? Variant. Oh, variant. Oh, variant. Yeah. So is he just Khan? A, is yeah, one of Khan his variants? Is a variant or is of Doctor Strange his descendant? Right. Khan is his descendant. Khan is his descendant. Well, I would well, say. that's. That's very peculiar because then, because the Star Trek TV shows and movies are all in the distant future, but it's still a future. Right. So then it's just it's an early MCU prequel. Right. So oh, that's be a variant. fucking He's weird. Just a descendant. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that just means that the Guardians have to come across a Vulcan. 
Yeah, or more likely. Oh man, wouldn't that be cool? Like, even if it was just for two seconds, like in Star Wars when they have the ET mm-hmm. that's there, dude. Now like, all of this actually I would say that match wow. up. I, I to put some water on it because <laughs> definitively, none is pretty fucking thin, man. The, the, most, <laughs> the most important moment in Star Trek history, like in the history of the galaxy. Was when the humans met the Vulcans. That was the first time mankind. Right, first contact. And that was the first right. time mankind knew that they weren't alone in the universe. And that led to a united Earth and like this post capitalist dream that, that exists. Um, that can't happen in the Marvel Universe because their first contact, first contact has yeah. happened like 17 times. There's like tons of aliens running around. But yeah. what if just everybody just forgot about it? Right. <laughs> if only they could have recently introduced some sort of spell, memory, yeah, exactly. spell. <laughs> yeah. Mm. That's amazing. Mm. Yeah, Khan is actually mm. the descendant of Doctor Strange's evil variant. <laughs> right. Well, that was a great tangent. And what if? What if it's not actually like MCU proper? But it's uh-huh. one of the variant universes within the MCU. Well, that's what, well, I, that's what I'm just saying. That's why like, the, like the, saying, the evil Andrew Doctor Strange. Andrew Garfield yeah. is the Spider-Man for Venom. Right. And right. Andrew Garfield is the Spider-Man for Star Trek Enterprise. Uh, we know that. Wow. Uh, that, that's pretty well established. Wow. Um, wow. The Peter oh Parker I'm so of, the star, of the Star Wars world is a Star Trek world, rather. Is Andrew wow. Great. Wow. I yes. wanna, now I want to see Spider-Man aboard the Starship Enterprise. Although he would be pretty ineffective. Like, I don't really think that he would be able to do too much. Well, all that science crazy shit. That He's very the smart. No way home. Go, quantum yeah. physics. I feel like he'd be like Wesley Crusher. He'd yeah. Just be yeah like, that'd be oh, cool. Yeah. 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 Okay. Him and Scotty Shut up, Peter. The <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, Peter. All right. What's so next on the list? The next episode, we... Uh, so, the item that I'm most excited for upcoming on the document... Clerks three. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, not only is done filming, but it was released um, this yep. week on the Instagram page and Twitter of Kevin Smith that yep. they have finished the cut. So uh, movie is forthcoming. Uh, it was filmed in New Jersey in August at the Quick Stop. Um, they, their base camp was at the school I went to. Yeah. Actually, they used um, they used the awesome. St. Ben's in Homedale as yep. um, as their base camp for a couple days. But yes, so uh, it's it's great because it marks a return to Jersey because Jay and Silent Bob reboot even though it was amazing, was entirely shot in Louisiana for tax purposes. Right. And they rebuilt the quick stop there. It looked great, mm-hmm. right? but it wasn't the quick stop. This, well, and most right. of the movie doesn't take place yeah. in New Jersey right. anyway. Exactly. But right. this one very, takes, very little. But this one was shot at, right. um, at there and, and, of course, filmed in New Jersey. Yeah. So very excited for that. We will do, I'm sure, special episodes oh, when yeah. Clerks 3 comes out. Very excited for that. Yeah, for the... the Return to the Kevin Smith universe. Yes. So, Virsk yeah. Universe, that's the big news. Um, X Men has a tiny bit of information, which is that uh, it was released today in an interview, or oh, yesterday, rather, sorry, uh, that Channing Tatum was so traumatized. <laughs> oh, yes. That, yes. This was that is the word delicious. used. Just this absolutely was the headline. delicious. Channing Tatum was so traumatized by not playing Gambit that he can't <laughs> watch Marvel He was so traumatized anymore. by traumatized. not doing a terrible movie yeah. and being a terrible character who only speaks in Goblin yeah. that he was traumatized and can't watch anymore. Now, I get the disappointment, especially, you know, if I was in a place where I was this close to being involved, for me, it would have been Superman. If I'm, if I was like this close to playing somebody, or in my case, I, I guess I would want to direct a Superman movie. Right. 
and it, and he was so close. Like he did he did a photo for it. Like he 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 was he had signed on. They had a script. He was so close to starting production. If I was that close, I would be disappointed tremendously, and it would be a sore spot and all that business. But I feel like he shouldn't use the word traumatized. <laughs> you know, yeah, I, yeah, I don't bit much. I don't exactly think that Nicolas Cage was traumatized because he didn't get a chance to play Superman. No, or... and he was in the fucking suit. No, like, I he know had, he had tests in the suit. Yeah, oh, he, I he, mean he, Kevin Smith might have been a little traumatized after that whole writing yes. experience. Oh, God, he got yeah. paid for it. Yeah, yeah. But you, could, you, could, you could get paid and still be traumatized. Look at me. I sit with a podcast with you guys every. <laughs> you know, I, uh, I, I, oh, I was always upset that the Gambit movie didn't get made because I honestly thought it had potential. Yeah. Um, and the only reason I thought it had potential potential was because of Channing Tatum because of because the tab? Was so was it the tab? <laughs> <laughs> well, because he was so into the character, and like, let's be honest, like, I mean, you know, look at Aquaman, right? Aquaman, not a very good movie, but. Jason Momoa's dedication to the character and like the movie made it at least enjoyable to watch. Yes. So I was at least looking forward to seeing what he could have brought to the role, he being Channing Tatum, in the role of Gambit because he was so gung ho on making the movie. Agreed. Yeah. I mean, maybe yeah. there's a future for it there somewhere. I mean, now that Disney is in charge, I mean, who the fuck knows? I, I mean, mean but most I don't of think... it got crushed because of the whole, you know, like, because the X-Men movies were consistently Crush. failing, right? Yeah. You know, and so, like, they were obviously wanting to push like from a 20th century fox perspective they didn't put put much faith in an x-men spin-off movie when their marquee movies could not succeed you know they can do well, well so that's and their then own the merger damn fault. well no exactly it's their own damn fault and then the merger happened and then it was like you know okay bye, bye well, you know do, like <laughs> they're eventually going to do their own mutants in in the marvel universe right so there's always a chance for this to right. come back and much like we saw as as they have re- repeatedly um rebooted spider-man right when they rebooted spider-man they made sure that the first movie villain was somebody you hadn't seen before. Exactly. Right. 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 Like so whenever you do the reboots, you try to like change it up a little bit. Mm-hmm. And obviously you need Professor X, you need some of the other like marquee right. X. There's a couple core characters. But a great you need. For sure. a great way to differentiate the new MCU X Men. Yeah. Bring would in be fucking to Gambit. throw in a character like Gambit who was barely a part yeah. of the previous universe. Right. So I think that would I think that would go a long way. I had read somewhere on Reddit that I thought the the plan was for him to get reintroduced in Deadpool three. That would well, be great. MCU's Deadpool three, yeah, yeah, that would, that would be, be great. sweet. So I feel like Deadpool is the character I'm hoping for in Doctor Strange: Multiverse of Madness. Deadpool oh, is a character who, to yeah, be honest with I, you, I think he would be a, such a he'd cool be the best cameo. cameo. Do you? My plan, my hopeful idea for them including Deadpool is for him to obviously have his own film again. But I yeah. think the coolest thing that they could do is him take over the cameos for Stanley. No, I 100% yeah. agree. That would be the most amazing thing ever. Having ju- like instead of Stanley, it's Deadpool in every movie. And that would be so ridiculously comic accurate too. Like that's such a genius fucking idea, Christian. I absolutely love that. Yeah. One of the best ideas yeah. I've ever heard. It would be amazing. Like at any like any Deadpool cameo, becomes the new watcher. Yeah. He's yeah. Yeah. he's imagine him being like a tour guide. Yeah. And it's just him in full costume. Right. Yeah, like no explanation. Yeah, and like just totally deadpan, like yeah. nothing's wrong, nothing's like going That's one on. of the best yeah. ideas I've ever heard. Because yeah. because you're already breaking the fourth wall with all of the um cameos that, right. that Stanley had. Right. Yeah. And Deadpool is the fourth wall breaker. Yeah. So it's yes. he's he's perfect for it. All right, so now we're going to get into... So, well, while we're on the subject of Stan Lee, yeah. uh, I did a recent watch-through of uh, a fantastic show called Entourage. And I completely forgot Entourage. that th- there is a scene 
uh, in Entourage where Vincent Chase meets Stan Lee. Oh, yeah. So now Stan Lee, as Stan Lee, is in both the MCU and Mallrats, right? So is that the same Stan Lee as in Entourage? Well, they def- they they mention comic books and all these characters being fake in the VS universe, so it can't be. Now there's no now there's no well, question. I mean, that the Stanley could be. Uh, they mentioned he's a that he's a variant. No, they just I mentioned it, it, that if, it's. I think aren't you asking if they're like in the same universe as Mallrats? Yeah, is yeah. Oh. Oh. Chase, is oh yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chase yeah. is in the same. I, I'm trying yeah, to think, because he's I, reading the script. Yeah, I can't yeah. think of a of an explicit entourage mention in the VS universe off the top of my head. There isn't. I don't think you know. No, there isn't. However, there is many references, although negative, to Kevin Smith in the Entourage universe. Is there really? Yes. They they talk about Kevin Smith several different times. Yeah, they do. They do make fun of Kevin Smith a bit. During a recent awesome. Meeting. All right. So, And then uh, we have a couple of... Yeah, when they're talking about Aquaman 2... Yeah. And they're like, right. oh, is uh, is James Cameron aboard? And they're like, no. And they're like, oh, who wrote the script? And yeah, Ari like, goes, Kevin, Kevin Smith. Smith. <laughs> and he's like, I want off this fucking movie yeah. right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Then uh, we have a couple of canceled products, obviously. So we, we mentioned uh, Star Trek already. Um, they've just been canceling. So the TV shows are doing well in Star Trek, but they've just been canceling movie after movie after movie yeah. idea. They don't know where to go. And, of course, that included Quentin Tarantino. So yeah. that's a shame. Uh, Die Hard. They canceled Die Hard. There was a M- – McLean was a, a prequel, Good. sequel, I didn't, I didn't want them to parallel storyline like Godfather 2 in development. Yeah, we didn't need uh, that. But Disney bought – 20th Century Fox, yeah, and that project is no longer in uh, development. So we have that. Just take the plot line and make it its own thing. We don't need right. a fucking. And there's already a prequels like comic, isn't there? Well, there's also well, if you would have listened to our 2020 <laughs> Christmas special, Die Hard. No, it's, there, there is a prequel book. It's based off the first movie is based off of a all book Die Hard movies are based off the books. Well, at least some, Bo- right? Some no, books, some form of the book, but loosely, right? But the book that Die Hard is based off of is itself a sequel to a book that was turned into a uh, Frank Sinatra movie. Right. Because yeah. mm-hmm. he was legally offered the role of John yes. McClane, but yes. declined. Yes. Right, because yeah. he was because he was signed on for it. You guys forget who you're talking to sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes I don't have to listen to the episodes because I know. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, some of the other universes we talked about, Bruce Timm's DC Animated Universe, yes, which is now continuing in two comic books. Yes. Sick. So yeah. uh, Batman, The uh, Adventure Continues, and Justice League Infinity yeah. are both continue the storyline. Um, I like Justice, Infin- uh, Justice League Infinity a lot. Uh, the second issue introduced Nazi Superman. This is like kind of gore- geared towards kids, but Nazi Superman Overman in the yep. DCAU. Yeah. Yep. Uh, they brought in the Calvin Ellis version of the African-American Superman. Nice. They, they've been bringing in a bunch of different like you know, like you know, characters from the comics, like DCAU equivalents, which have been really good. And then we can uh, jump to um, the last one we're going to talk about today, which is the Fast and the Furious. Ugh. We have a lot Ugh. of Fast and Furious news. Uh, the Fast one that I know you ten, your seatbelt. Oh no, the one everybody Fast wants to talk about is the newest belt. season of Fast and Furious Spy Racers. South Pacific oh, has been released. Uh, you know, season Just five guys kill me. was released since we did our episode. Oh, Just man. fucking kill me. Oh, thank you. 
But in all seriousness, Fast 10, your seat, uh, your seat belts, has officially been announced with and a April 7th, 2023 wait, release. And now it's possibly- called Fast 10, your seat belts? No. Oh. <laughs> That's not officially. We it will it. be called it will Fast be. 10, or at least that will belt. be the gimmick line. Will be I will yeah, only refer 10. to it as Fast Ten. Your seatbelt, most belt. likely featuring Jason Momoa. It would seem. Yeah. Yes, oh, Jason Momoa awesome? is in talks. That was he's in talks. No, he's confirmed. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, he is confirmed yeah. now. Yeah, he's wow. is. He is. It was okay. released by Deadline. All right. He's going to be in the movie. Well, I might watch it now. <laughs> Man, and I he just... of course is re- trying to replace the star power of The Rock, right? Who has had a very yeah, public course. feud. With uh, Vin Diesel. Vin Diesel. Vin Diesel like brought up his kids trying to get him to come to the movie. And it seems like he was trying to privately get The Rock to come back. But, yes. Yeah. And then he just tried to do like this like heartfelt Instagram post that like read as disingenuous. Yeah. It and was the Rock so literally shitty. said that out loud. Like he yeah. called him out on it, which I respect The Rock. It for. was so shitty. The, yeah. What is The Rock not going to call somebody out? Like, yeah. No. If there's anybody you don't talk yeah. shit to, one is The Rock, the other, Eminem. You just don't talk shit to those people because they're going to different reasons. Absolutely. Because- cut a promo on you. Yeah. you yeah, but what's bullshit is because now Vin took it to this place. I'm not going to see a Hobbs and Shaw sequel because I I enjoy that movie. It right. is a shame because it did seem that like before the feud really <laughs> before the feud really got bad, there was going to be this parallel track where the Fast and Furious Prime series would have continued right. Right. without series. him. Yeah. Oh my and, god! And the spinoff series <laughs> would have continued. <laughs> How else would I you like me to describe it? I just, I just, oh my god, I can't you're, believe it. I know it's factual. You, you hate the world yeah. that we live in, not, not what I'm saying about <laughs> oh it. All god. I'm saying is I'm describing the world These that we facts. live in. I know, <laughs> but it's just like, I expect that from a Highlander thing, not a fucking Fast and Furious oh, why prime can't we get, Why can't we the, get a Highlander The sequel? 616 of the Fast and Furious. Damn right. <laughs> why can't we have a Highlander in the future... Right, where like played by Jason Momoa, yeah, maybe written Jason by Quentin Tarantino, <laughs> tying in with Star Trek, yeah. which of wow, course already ties in yeah. with Marvel. Did, did, any, did anybody else notice how we revisited almost everything we've done in the past except, except for, for Highlander? Highlander? <laughs> yeah, there's a reason for that. Yeah, well, the only Highlander news in dead. Highlander is... is that Henry Cavill. Please don't tell me there's news. <laughs> Henry Cavill may star in a new movie. Fuck! No. A reboot starring Henry Cavill. Stop. So that's, but that is all very preliminary. Um, No way. Yep. No way. No. No. Kill me. Yep. Also, Dave Bautista. Oh yeah, Henry Cavill was in talks to a lead role uh, in the reboot as of May 2021. Yeah. Although, so it's so it's so it's still very like it's not up it's uh, it's up in the air it's not it's not there yet so we may don't worry Matt. Ugh, we God. might get to do a lot more Highlander. I, that would be so awesome. That That's going to be so like awesome. Christmas for Anthony. It would. It really <laughs> would. Be. Gonna, yeah. It really would be. It would be Highlander. like the most exciting thing ever. Now, oh my God, my head. listeners of the podcast may notice that even though we're drinking alternate ending beer, which was the place where we record our Star Wars episode, Dave Filoni's Star Wars. Mm-hmm. We have not mentioned Star Wars on this episode as we draw to a close. Right. The reason is that mid podcast we we decided based on partially you know it's like a whole other hour of content like, yeah uh, partially <laughs> on the length of this podcast but also 
the recent developments in episodes five and six yeah. of the book especially, of Boba Fett. Especially episode six. Yes. Episode six yeah. just takes Book of Boba Fett. All right, all right, all right. right. I haven't seen it yet. We shut the fuck up. But yeah, also, well, that's your fault. Which it's involves Dave four days. Yeah. <laughs> shut the fuck up. Which involves <laughs> half Dave, hour show. Dave Filoni directing. He really he really took the Boba yeah. Fett show to the next level. So yeah. we want to we will continue with where Dave Filoni's uh, Star Wars has been, which includes uh, finishing up Bad Batch, which uh, was released after. Yep. Uh, talking about the book of Boba Fett and just seeing where he's going to go next. But there are tons of Dave Filoni-isms throughout the Bad Batch, the new yeah. scene of Boba Fett. So post-episode um, 10 of the book of Boba Fett, or 8, and, and when is it? whenever it ends. Seven. 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 So yeah, one seven. more. That's amazing. Yeah. So, so sometime in the coming weeks, we will record, much like we did for Chucky, a coda mm-hmm. to Dave Filoni Star Wars. And I feel like if... If we're lucky, we'll do several codas of Dave Filoni's Star Wars because I just hope. Yeah, that I don't know if we should call it a coda. It's just going. like part two. <laughs> yeah, yeah. part two because there's, there's, there's going to be, be more. Part two, right. part four. We'll yeah. workshop some yeah. good ideas. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to be a part two. I like. Yeah, that. definitely. Dave Filoni, the legend continues. Oh, <laughs> I love it. So yeah, so so that is it. Um, you know, once again, I, I recommend that people go out to not only get Alien Three. The unproduced screenplay, but also the deluxe edition of Once Upon a Time yeah, in Hollywood. Once if you like either of these movies and or series, these are great reads. And, uh, you know, which we're trying to expand beyond just a movie podcast, guys. We are we are full-on <laughs> cinematic universes. We now have our Book of the Month Club, yeah. our first selection. Uh, we'll get a little three. sticker on it here. Uh, you know, Alien 3, the unproduced first draft. Uh, we'll, we'll do kind of a read-along and a wine so night good. probably sometime. Yeah. All right, so... Uh, there we go. That's it. Um, as always, uh, like and subscribe. We sure. are on Instagram as Cannon Fodder Podcast. We're also a part of the Review Podcast Network, yes. where you can find um, all of your favorite podcasts. Um, and we also um, sponsor the New Jersey Free Blockbuster, NJ Free Blockbuster. NJ Free Blockbuster. You can find it at 3BR, uh, which is located in Keyport, New Jersey, and then hopefully coming soon to a few other locations. Yeah, we Asbury are, Park and we are in talks for Asbury Park and Matawan, so two yeah. more locations uh, upcoming. So looking forward to it. So uh, yeah. until then, everybody, my name is Ed. And I'm Matt. And I'm Anthony. And, and this, this is Cannon Fodder. Fodder.